Hello, everyone. I'm Contester, joined by Chris Dickinson, the dirty daddy himself. Chris, how are you doing today? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. And we are right here on Monday, just a few days away from WrestleMania weekend. Uh, for you, for the wrestling world in general, definitely a big, big weekend. For you specifically, this will be your return to the ring after a very severe leg injury back in November. So, And uh, it, there couldn't be a possibly better way to come back. You've got three huge matches lined up just this weekend alone. So I have to imagine you're feeling pretty excited. I am extremely excited. I'm so pumped. Um, to be honest, yeah, I really am. It's, uh, it's a surreal experience. I can't believe how, you know, when you're in the middle of it, it's like, oh, man, it's just such a drag. But I, it feels like the time went by so quickly. So I, uh, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'm ready to go. But I am ready to go for sure. So I'm pretty pumped. Let's talk about your uh, your recovery a little bit, because I mean, the the way it sounded at the time, there was a really severe injury, and it sounds like you really kind of recover ahead of time. So, what was that that process kind of like? And I, I've been seeing online, you've been posting about kind of your progress and training, just like you know, just now, just to walk us down kind of that process of of going through that recovery. Well, uh, yeah, they did tell me that that is for all the stuff I've posted. I guess is. It's true. They did tell me it could take like up to nine months. I was like, dude, I can't, I can't be out for nine months. And then they were like, well, you know, you're a really athletic guy. You're in good shape. You know, we're looking at like six months, five months tops. I was like, I could do it in five months. I bet I could. <clears throat> I mean, to be honest, I never had a, a an issue like this before. I only got the worst injury I ever had was ACL. And meniscus and soft tissue damage is like a totally different ball game. So having done that uh, versus this, I would take this any day. I mean, they both really, really suck. My girl actually is going through ACL right now. She just got the surgery over a week ago. So um, they both really, really suck. But I would choose this. It was just, uh, you know, as soon as I got home from the hospital, because I was out there for like a week, Immediately, I went to the gym and did an upper body workout and stuff because I was able to go to the gym as long as I was uh, in a seated position, no lower than like 90 degrees and all upper body stuff. You know, I obviously was limited, especially the first like month, month right. or so, five weeks. But, you know, before I really was able to start moving along with the PT and the PT is really what I think helped me move along so quickly was uh, physical therapy every other day. Uh, no weekends off. So it'd be like two days and then I go back, but I was going like every other day and just doing a lot of very, like uh very t simple, tedious, repetitive exercises with my legs, with some assistance with all these things. And I'd get stretched out, do some like arm bike, uh, you know, and really just eased in over time to all of these different things, like adding more or starting to want, but once I was able to like hop on, and this is after like maybe five or six weeks. Once I was able to hop on like the leg curl, the leg extension and like and hit, get really hit it with some weight, hit my quads and my hamstrings with some weight and stuff. That's when I started like really seeing the things to move quickly. But I, I so I, I say, you know, anybody that gets injured, especially something like my injury, you got to just stick hard with the PT ease into the the weights and the stuff that you're normally used to doing but you can't obviously jump right back in yet you have to start you know small if you i've been training for a long time so i kind of have a good idea of that but then it was you know when i started uh i went and started training with a, a, mu a muay thai group of uh we got a really good coach 
and it's at this gym where I train at and there's like an upstairs level and they have like, you know, a dojo up there. Basically they have like, you know, Muay Thai, like two nights a week. They got boxing. It's, it just ex- extends it to its whole other sides, all boxing gym. There's a whole like turf area. It's, it's a really, it's a, the gym I go to right now training that is, is so great. A lot of great coaches over there. So I started going to a Muay Thai class just two times a week. <clears throat> that was when I was going to really obviously see, well, where's my footwork at? Um, you know, am I going to take a step and go to the post, throw a kick, and I'm going to be like, oh, oh, my God, my hip, what's wrong with me? No, everything was just normal from the beginning. So I started doing that some more. I started going I – I could go whenever I want because the mat's pretty much – the dojo's open if there's no classes, if you have access to it, if you go to this gym. So I'm in the, that, that gym on those mats like every day doing my own thing, just working on footwork and stuff and uh, – and we're, you know, working out up there. And then, you know, the more I'm doing that, then the more I'm starting to ramp up my own exercises when I'm training legs. And it's just snowball effect. And then the next thing you know, it's like I started rolling again with guys on the mat. And uh, that was where I was like, all right. You know, at first I was like, hey, guys, like, you know, I, I just got surgery like a couple months ago. I'm not sure exactly where I'm going to be at. And then I just started, you know, just kind of eating dudes alive. Uh you know, because I was I was like supercharged. Nothing bothered me. I'm like pushing the pace. I'm like taking shots. Um, I'm on on I'm all, all over the place, man. Scrambling and uh, nothing was bothering me. So then I was like, okay, and and I'm going with guys that are pushing the pace and trying to trying to you know give me a give me a good a good challenge. And I just I, I've through all of these different tests I've given myself, and which then eventually just became my weekly training regimen of, I go to the gym twice a day. Uh, it's been, it's been good. So that's great to hear. And then obviously it's a relief I'm sure for you that you're ready in time for a spring break weekend. I remember, I think it was the world on GCW came out and announced that you wanted to come back in time for uh, spring break weekend. And I have to ask, was there any ever worry or concern that, you know, you might not make it because like that's that specific of a deadline. Well, it seemed right that yeah. it would be five months, basically, give or take a couple of weeks or two days or a week or whatever, a five, it would give or take five months till spring break. And it just seemed so right to do it. And I think at that point in December or January, when was that show? January, right? Yeah. At that point, I think it was like, I need to make a decision. I need to, I need to put, you know, it's time to put myself on the spot and I put myself on the spot. I mean, and, that, I, and, and I was a little nervous actually when I announced it and I was like, Oh God, I, I guess I got it. I guess I'm coming back now. Like now I know, now I know, because at that point it's still, man, it was this, this thing, this thing was brutal. It, the, the first couple days of this, the emergency room, the hospital, that whole scenario, it was unlike anything I ever had experienced. And it was not a, uh, it's not like when you pop an ACL or you tear a ligament and it's like, well, I could, I could go home and then talk to my orthopedic. I could go find my a doctor. I want to do this and get some opinions or no, it was not like that. It was an emergency thing that had to get done like as soon as possible. And I didn't have a choice. And thank God, you know, I was blessed enough to be in a place where, the, you know, I had good surgeons. It was a good, it was a good place. I had to get transferred to that hospital because they took me to a hospital where there was just a resident orthopedic surgeon. There wasn't like a trauma specialist or a group of trauma specialists. So I had to get transferred to that hospital from where I was. 
And that's where I got the surgery and all that. And uh, it, it sucked. But, you know, and now looking back on it, I saying at least I was in good hands. I was talking with my my physical therapist, who's Crowbar from WCW. Very nice. Chris yeah. Ford. Yeah, he's, a, he's he was my physical therapist throughout all this. And I mean, what a tremendous human being and uh, an amazing physical therapist. I mean, that guy had taught me so much about uh the human anatomy, the human body, about healing, about recovery, about regeneration, about uh, cell regeneration, waking up cells, doing all this stuff that I can't, you know, I could obviously get into. But uh, he taught me so much and was so uh, gracious enough to help me. And it was, you know, that, that was the honestly, I think I, I give him the most credit for helping me kind of recover so quickly. But we were talking the other night about like, hey, man, those doctors, they must have did a good job because kind of was a fast turnaround absolutely and again uh, it's great it's great that you've made it and you're going to be uh you know again full speed ahead for for this weekend i want to talk about the specific matches but you mentioned the, the muay thai training and things and i just have to ask is that like a new kind of part of your arsenal in a way or or, is, or at the least like a more uh is there have you been kind of focusing more on that as part of your training like the, the fighting style itself or has that been kind of just a part of your way of of training in general to, to get back uh, in, uh in ring condition a little bit of everything i mean i've trained in muay thai before um i'm originally a karate guy from back in the day growing up as a kid uh kyokushin um i did taekwondo you say i've always had kind of like a kicking step base but Muay Thai and, 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 you know, boxing. And I, the guy who I'm working with now, my coach, his name's Chris too. He is, this guy is so sick. He's a great coach. And, you know, I'm always looking for ways to improve uh, myself as a pro wrestler. Even now, you know, I don't have a very flashy style. My style is pretty straight away, but I'm always thinking like, well, how can I make it better? Well, you know, you know, you sitting on, I, mean, I, I can't, I'm sitting on the, couch for a couple months you know i got i got to work on my kicks i got to work on my strikes i got to work on on my uh you know how to load up strikes how to my footwork and then you know what's going to help me what what's going to be a better test for my hip and seeing where i'm at than throwing myself into a situation like that where i'm going to be doing a lot of pad work doing a lot of you know just boxing stuff and kickboxing stuff and just posting single leg a lot of cardio you know that's really what it's all about is this the, the it's such a tremendous amount of conditioning work that you do when you train in something like that, that that's what I really need to make sure I'm ready for the ring. But also, yeah, I was trying to improve my, my kicking technique and, you know, my striking technique and, Oh, you know, just overall just makes you better, make, makes you better at everything. Yeah. And obviously needless to say Muay Thai, a very legitimate, like true fighting style. And I'll be on full display at Bloodsport. Yeah. That is, we've, that's on Thursday. There's so many messages we can try to keep them all straight, but you'll be facing. Yeah. You know, it's fun. It's funny. I'm sorry to cut you off. No like problem. I said, I was, I was learning. So I'm learning, been learning some like uh, Muay Thai sweeps and things that like, I didn't really know too much before. And I'm like, wow, this, this absolutely works in a wrestling setting. And it's, it's easy to do. It's nothing that I have to, explain to someone and it's if that's 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 the pro wrestling i like is the things that you could throw someone in the ring and i could just do all my stuff you know what i'm saying and and uh that that's i love learning things like that anything that makes you better and you could bring it into the pro wrestling world i mean that's that's uh that's what i'm after yeah, and, and again, we're going to get to see that, I imagine, at Bloodsport 8. That's on Thursday, I believe. You'll be facing Minoru Suzuki, one of the more kind of high-profile 
uh, at least especially for you, you have three big matches this weekend. To me, that's one of the biggest ones because it's a rematch of Bloodsport 8. And as I think it was uh, Showdown in Philadelphia in October as well. You're facing it there as well. Uh, so this is kind of yeah. like the third match in the trilogy. So what's your, and you challenge him to this match. So kind of what's your kind of mindset heading into this match? What makes you kind of confident um, that things might go differently this time? Because you're kind of in the hole, if you will, uh, in, the, in the series up to this point. I've just had so many months to rest and I'm just so full of piss and vinegar. I've been working on my striking. Um, I feel like honestly, when it came to grappling and wrestling, I, I mean, I don't think Suzuki was really able to keep up. I mean, he could slow me down, but I was just, uh, I was just so on him, especially in that blood sport match. I feel like, you know, if it's just tweak some things around, improve some of my striking, I'm looking real. I'm honestly really looking to bust his ass up. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm really looking to take it to him. I'm not losing this one. There's no chance. So I'm going in there with the mindset to win. I'm going in there with the mindset to kill. I've been watching him the last few weeks, a couple of the matches. Man, he never, ever, ever turns off. I mean, I'll say this. I, I love that man. I mean, he, I respect him. Um, he is such an inspiration to me. He always has been. He always will be. But, like, he's my enemy. And uh, I have to absolutely crush him in that match. And I'm going to, I'm going to take it to him because it's just, you know, I, I have, this is a bit, that's a big test. It's a big test. You know, you don't just, a lot of guys don't come back from injury and just jump right back into a match like that, you know? And, uh, and that, that's, that's the, that's the beauty of pro wrestling. I mean, he is such a, such an amazing pro wrestler and, and such a contributor to, Everything that is now of, of mixed martial arts, of of everything you know as MMA, I mean, Minoru Suzuki, uh, him, uh, Masakatsu Funaki, the, you know, the founders of Pancrase, and, and all the guys that came before them who trained them, and all of that stuff, it, people don't realize that you don't have the UFC, you don't have MMA on this grand scale in the way in which we have it right now, if it was not for, you know, the UWF and it wasn't for any new Japan pro wrestling, if it wasn't for Pancrase and rings and all that stuff from all that circle of guys there. And just to be able to uh, step into a ring with somebody like Minoru Suzuki and, you know, this is like my third match with him. So I've wrestled him a lot and, you know, obviously it's a huge honor for me, but at this point, it's like, it's past that it's past the honors and past the the respect and stuff. And I have to just, I'm looking to go in there and absolutely crush him and just, you know, put him down for sure. That's for real. Yeah. I mean, it's a, we've, like I said, it's been two matches now. It's supposed to be your third. So how has it kind of uh, evolved that process of working with him over time, other than kind of moving beyond that, um, that feeling of that, like it's something you looked up to, like how, how's it kind of, Again, we're talking about you're you're really maybe moving beyond that, but still elaborate a little bit. It's like this is your third match with them, and this is you know one of the biggest matches of the weekend. So, um, you know, like just how how what what's it been like uh, working them so the, far? We had, we're time? supposed to have the match two two years ago. I'm sorry, I lost you a little bit there. No problem. You, you're saying you're gonna have the match two years ago. You say you're saying you're going to have the match two years ago. With him? Yeah, yeah, I lost you a little bit though. Your your videos. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Your videos kind of. Oh wait a minute. I think you're back. I think we're back. Yeah. Are we back? We're good. We're good to go. Can you hear me? All right, because there's like a little lag in your there's a little lag in your video, but I think it's like working again. Okay. All right. 
So yeah, we were supposed to wrestle each other two years ago. And then uh, that all kind of got squashed because of COVID and everything. And uh, then the first time I wrestled him was really surreal because it was literally like the, uh, it was the day of my father's funeral. Mm. So that was a, that was definitely a, a a little bit of an emotional, emotional night. And uh, it was, it was something though. That was my, the first time I ever main event of the new Japan card in Philadelphia and it was sold out. It was, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was special, but it didn't come away with the, the W and then, uh, we did it again at Bloodsport in California, and uh, that was that was awesome. And again, I didn't come away with the W, so it's kind of evolved into this point where I mean, I think I kind of like have one more chance to really prove myself. But uh, like I said, I, you know, it's cool to be able to step in the ring with him. But I think it's like past that point. At this point, it's like you know, I got to really like just turn it up a few notches because I got to get that. I got to get that W. It's really important. So yeah. here's hoping, here's hoping you do it. And, you know, and speaking of the, the new Japan side of things uh, this weekend as well, you're facing Tomohiro Ishii at the Lone Star, Sh- Lone Star shootout that is on Friday, April 1st. And again, another kind of uh, living legend or the very least a very highly renowned name in the, in, in the new Japan side of things. So uh, what's the kind of thought process setting of that match? That's for new Japan strong. Uh, and if that's uh, a brand that's really kind of taken off, with the past several months, especially as you know, the crowds have come back and everything. We saw that you know within the fall as well, but it feels like that brand is getting even more momentum with such a star-studded show. And then for you to be facing Ishii on that, I'm, I'm sure you got to be excited for that one as well. Yeah, I mean that really is huge. I mean it's because I got hurt in the New Japan ring, and I mean I'm just gonna just gonna be honest. You know, um, New Japan has has been there for me. Uh, throughout my injury they were there for me the night I got hurt um you know I I more or less like basically was really heartbroken at the time because I kind of knew things were going in such a great direction with everything with strong and and the company and myself and uh, I was just like scared like man I don't want to lose this like this is everything I've worked my whole life for so to see how New Japan is um, opening the door for me to return with a match like this and really like just come back and prove to the company and prove to you know everybody that I'm you know I'm I'm here to stay and I and this is where I want to be at and you know against someone like you said another living legend and uh, and in a match where like you know like you know a lot of people kind of uh, nowadays I'm synonymous with the style of the you know blood sport kind of mat- or a lot more grappling and submission wrestling and, and you know implicating martial arts but really like I made my name on wrestling kind of like uh, big time strong style matches like you know especially when I was wrestling in Japan before for other companies so I think clash of styles having a match with someone like Suzuki and then having a, the match that I'll probably have with uh, Ishii uh, it's and then it's it's awesome and and to be able to do that in a new Japan ring and you know on a big stage and, and in a very important weekend it's it's a huge huge chance for me to come to really just come back kick the door open and be like listen I'm back and you know you, it's like getting a chance to make a first impression again which you don't really get a second chance to make a first impression. So, you know, it's kind of like sucks. I had to, I had to sacrifice myself and my body and, and, and kind of sit on the shelf for a little while to be able to get that opportunity to make another really big first impression. But, the, you know, God, God bless 
uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling there. They're really setting me up to come back and and whoop some ass in a really good position. And, you know, I get to I get to get in the ring with somebody like that and, you know, just furthermore, take those steps forward to getting back to Japan and um, just continuing to grow the strong brand. Like you said, we started this thing in front of nobody, you know, in, in Oxford, California, in a closed studio, literally like, you know, if there was, if there was no commentary happening during the match and like they piped in and after or whatever, if like Kevin Kelly wasn't there that day or in the middle of a match, you, you literally, if, if, if there's like a moment of silence or something, you could hear a pin drop. So, you know, there, I always look back to those times as, you know, I never cared that there wasn't fans. Uh, I just was so grateful to be there in the first place and so excited to be in a new Japan ring. And uh, I thrived in those environments. I always thought with the no fans, I, I, you know, cause it's just you turn your, you got to turn your intensity up like double because you know, you, you have to do everything you possibly can to really punch through that camera lens to the people watching at home on their TV or their phone or their, their tablet or whatever. You know, so you, you you can't rely on the energy of the audience. And and we had a, a have a group of guys there that, you know, from the beginning with this, you know, mix of the L.A. Dojo guys and the, and the guys who were kind of in with strong from the from the start and guys who have come in in the, you know, uh, during it's such a great uh, environment, a great locker room and uh, it's such a good group of guys there that literally, you know, I, in being around wrestling since I was in high school, literally I've been around so many locker rooms. I grew up in this stuff, indie wrestling more than half my life. I I've never felt more uh, like just comfortable and um, grateful for the guys around me and just shared culture and shared uh, goal. And it's just, you know, really feel like you're part of a team with, with, with this, with a with the group of guys we got over there and to see now how it's just, manifesting and now that you know fans have come back and the shows are doing great and we're starting to really like get the ball rolling and there's there's more coming and more coming and and to see how the company is getting behind it and investing in this i mean in a way sure it sucks the everything that happened with the pandemic like i'm not i'm never gonna think that it was you know that oh no this is it it sucks the way of it the pandemic fucking sucked it was terrible and it screwed up a lot of stuff but you know you got to make the best with what you got and what you got to work with and maybe if there was no pandemic maybe i wouldn't have ended up working with the new japan pro wrestling and uh you know that just has to do with you know njpw strong and everything that we've built there and what we're we're doing going forward and i'm so stoked to be a part of that so as someone who's been there from essentially the start, you know, kind of aside from your injury, you know, what, and you mentioned how it's really picking up steam and getting momentum and the things going forward. What do you think is kind of the ceiling for the, the new Japan strong brand? Cause we know they're going to Chicago, Windy city riot in April, going, coming back to Philadelphia uh, with collision in May, you know, the keep there. It's like, it's like a touring brand now. And like, whereas as you mentioned previously, it started off as this kind of like a, you know, stationary thing where they're taping in California. Now it's gone over the place. And again, they're bringing in more and more talent and they're getting more and more uh, star-studded cards. Like, it feels like, again, it's really picking up momentum. And what's kind of your thought on where it could kind of go uh, from here on out? Yeah, I mean, you got to understand. It's just kind of like I said, it just keeps like growing and growing like, right before our eyes. 
I mean, I, I get an email of like when there's going to be a, a new show or a new date. It's, it just seems like there's, it's just growing and growing it's like exponentially faster than it was. So it seems like there really is no ceiling right now, which is exactly what I'm sure new Japan pro wrestling wanted. So, you know, the, uh, they had, it seemed like they had a pretty, uh, strong idea of this expansion into the United States before the pandemic. And I, I really like commend them on, you know, just working around the, the issues and tackling the pandemic stuff and kind of like doing their best to really get it together and, and still continue the expansion and, and, tr- and, you know, try something different. I, I think new Japan's like done such an incredible job with that. Like, because they're a company that exists in a completely different culture in a completely different country on the other side of the world. It, and, and they have started this entirely different side of things over here to be able to cater to, you know, a lot of the foreign talent that can't, couldn't get into Japan, can't get into Japan because of the visa situation. And, you know, that way they'll, they'll find new guys. They'll find their, their new stars uh, and, give opportunities for the guys over there to come over here and then mix it up. And it's just, you know, it's incredible to see it grow and to be a part of it and to have a hand in it. I mean, that's, that's like the most important part for me is to look back and say, well, Hey, like, uh, you know, I had a, I had a part of that. I have a piece of that, especially since, since it's something that started in the beginning, because it is something that's so important. And it means a lot to me because I mean, personally, the, the, the pro wrestling situation here, as far as like the most popular stuff or the television stuff, I mean, if I was a fan, like maybe it wouldn't be for me, you know, I love Japanese wrestling and I love new Japan pro wrestling. And I would want to be someone that has new Japan pro wrestling coming to my towns, coming to my cities and coming close and, and bringing that type of action to me and that presentation and that aesthetic and all of that. So, you know, I think the company goes out of their way to try to cater to their fans and uh, try to find new fans. And it, it offers a lot to people. And I, I don't think a lot of people, and this is a problem. You see a lot of people on the internet, man, who are so sucked into that, that time period of when they, when new Japan was really hot and indie wrestling, like 2017, 18. And, and, and it's no offense to any of the guys that were there or what they were doing and why they were so over whatever. But I mean, every, everything moves on and everything has to evolve and people like don't understand uh, that we did have a global pandemic here. And, and it doesn't seem like anybody really understands how Japan works or how Japan, uh, kind of implemented their regulations of the way you could get in and out of the country. It became like nearly impossible for people who did not already have an existing visa to get into Japan after the pandemic, they stopped giving out work visas. That's why you don't see new foreign talent showing up in any Japanese wrestling companies. It's not like they could just like, it's not like it doesn't matter how big the company is or how much money they have. They can't just like click their heels together. And then all of a sudden, like they could get me, Tom Lawler and, you know, all the LA Jojo guys just show up in, in Japan overnight. It's just, it's just, you can't, you cannot do that. And then at the same time in Japan, dealing with their own issues with uh, uh, having to have less, less people in the buildings and having to follow all these rules and, and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, give them a break. You know what I'm saying? Give them a break in a way. Cause they're, they're going above and beyond to produce two entirely different different have two two entirely different you know sections of a company running touring brands in two different countries during all of this you know and 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 kind of trying to evolve 
asked it and continue to grow. And I think that they do their absolute best to try and, you know, get out there and, and, and give people something to follow. And it's like, you know, you see people still complaining about, uh, you know, well, you know, the, 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 what, what it was a couple of years ago. It's like, well, listen, man, I was one of those people too. Uh, I wish American television pro wrestling would have stayed in 1997 forever. Okay. When I was a 10 and 11 year old kid, it was incredible. And every year it just wasn't as good anymore. You know, of course, but that's not the way it really works. You know, that's not the way it really works. And I mean, there's, I mean, New Japan is, is just all, with everything going on, still putting on like the most superior in-ring product is offering such a huge variety of talent and offering two completely different, you know, shows. You have a Japanese version of New Japan Pro Wrestling and you have NJPW Strong running in North America. I mean, what more could you ask for? You know, there's 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 plenty to watch. If you don't like it, you know, I don't know what to tell you because there's got to be something that you like and all that. Absolutely. There absolutely is plenty, plenty, plenty to watch. And you mentioned, you know, New Japan Strong, uh, a silver lining of sorts where that's been really uh, a strength, pardon the pun, of kind of the, the New Japan product coming out coming out of the brunt of the pandemic, a lot of momentum, star-set cards. There again, a Lone Star Shootout on Friday. Great, great cards coming up here. But also another another company that has a lot of momentum is Game Changer Wrestling, and you have a big match there this weekend as well. Outside of Bloodsport, one of the biggest uh, shows of the weekend is Spring Break, the two-part event here. You're going to be on part two, again, facing Matt Cardona. And for me, I got to admit, I'm a big fan of yours, big fan of Matt Cardona, got to admit. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one, you know, because it's, you know, you, you uh, are coming back to the ring. But before your injury, as you said, you're really getting a lot of momentum. Things are really going great for you. And now you're coming back, looking to prove yourself. Matt Cardona has been doing a lot of great stuff all over the place of Impact, NWA, and GCW itself. So I got to ask, like, uh, where does that kind of rank uh, in terms of all the, mat- the three matches of this weekend, in terms of, you know, Matt Cardona doing great things in his own right at this point? And that's huge, man. Every match is is the the biggest match. I mean, I I mean, you got to think about it. I I said it to uh, my girlfriend. I was like, oh, I got to wrestle this week, and I was like, I really got to bring it. I was like, because I'm coming back in a pretty good spot. I have three really huge matches. I mean, Matt Cardona is so hot. I mean, Matt Cardona's a jerk off, but uh, you really have to commend the guy. He had a job in the WWE for 15 years. That's a long time. If you go back and look at like uh, some some of the top guys' runs, like Hulkamania did not last fifteen years. Uh, some of these guys, the, the, the I'm talking about like the legends that well, they're all synonymous with the with the World Wrestling Federation and Titan Sports and all that. They did not have a time span in the in the company that even was close to fifteen years. And sure. A lot of things change over that time, but I still commend him and respect him for having uh, worked for the WWE and had a job there for, for so long and really like just uh, kind of cementing his own legacy in a way and then being able to come out of it and, uh, you know, do his own thing. And, and he seems to be really successful and he seems to be really enjoying what he's doing now. And uh, to be able to work with him. Yeah, it's fantastic. But I mean, you know, situation like that, I, I do feel like someone in his position. Sure, GCW is so hot. GCW is like I would, like I always say this. I never, back in two thousand and sixteen, would have thought when they changed the name from JCW to GCW and how these ideas. I, I didn't. I was one of the people who was not not a believer because I'm not particularly a deathmatch wrestling 
uh, aficionado, you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, oh, whatever, cool. You know, I didn't, did I think it was going to be on, I would be standing in Hammerstein ballroom, sold out, uh, you know, talking to an audience or, you know, and it was, did I think I'd we'd be going to center stage Atlanta, right? Center stage Atlanta and the place would be packed and everybody would be chanting dirty daddy. I was worried before I even went out there that I was like, man, I hope these people know who I am. I've, I've only wrestled in Atlanta one time in my whole career. So you know, to see the the reach that GCW has right now, and the the, the ability to put on matches like this—I mean, this is—you know—talk about like worlds collide. You know, you have this ex WWE guy. You have me, who's I'm just kind of like the absolute opposite of everything that you know Zach Ryder, Matt Cardona is. But to see how he's entered into our world and uh is successful here it's it's a testament to him it's a testament to his ability it's a testament to his awareness and um just understanding like just how important and huge gcw really is in the in the whole scope of things right now i i mean i don't think in all the years i've been around maybe when i was a fan and like ring of honor really started gaining steam and you saw the evolution of ring of honor getting bigger and bigger over the first like 10 years before your eyes you know i don't think you've ever seen anything quite like gcw and and that, that was I started to recognize that two years ago in Tokyo when we were selling out shows in Tokyo. And I was like, I can't. And people already knew who someone like me was. And I never wrestled there before, but just because they watch it in, in Japan. And I was like, I can't believe that this, this shit is this over. Um, and that was two years ago. And, and it literally never stops. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think there's a lot of people out there that, they scratch their heads and like, well, why, why, why? And 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 it, you know, and I think they're 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 per, they let their personal opinion and their their biasness kind of like cloud their ability to understand why it works. When really, you have to understand. You have to kind of like, if even if you do have a personal opinion, you have to always understand. Like, even if you don't like it, you have to understand why it's successful. And GCW is just tremendously successful you're backed by a, a really strong promoter with a strong uh you know promotional campaign and he's able to sell tickets on the road that's really what it comes down to you see a lot of buzz worthy independent companies come and go over the years but the the, the the tried and true test usually is can you can you get the ball rolling and draw on the road and some guys just cannot do it they, they, or they, they can never, they, they can't sell any tickets as soon as they leave like their, their one building that they run in their home city or their one of their two or three buildings in their home city. So to see GCW grow the way it has, it's, it's been, uh, it's been incredible. So like, like going back to your, your question, every one of these matches has, you know, serious implications and it, they all mean so much in so many different ways. And, uh, you know, it's all for, I mean, a blood sport is part of GCW, but blood sport is kind of also like its own thing. My coach, Josh and, and all that. And so to be able to have that match and to be able to have the, the new Japan match, and then to be able to, you know, do the, a match like me and, 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 and Ryder and, and Matt Cardona at spring break. It's a, uh, it's it's incredible to me it's just hitting on all different on all different levels and different ways and you know involving all different people in, in behind the scenes and you know and out and you know in fr in front of the cameras that i personally respect and i have a lot of have a lot of love for and you know, a lot of people involved yeah i'm blessed man 
I'm very thankful for, you know, GCW and very thankful for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Those two places that outwardly took care of me uh, past past me being injured and, and, and all that. So, I mean, we talked about uh, New Japan getting momentum. We talked about GCW doing great things. And you've talked about, like, you know, being, being excited to you know, wrestle for them this weekend. You return to the ring. But I guess to wrap up here. I was really focused on this upcoming weekend, but maybe in a little more broader sense, like kind of looking forward here. Return of the ring, you talk about kind of looking out to, uh, I guess, pretty much, you know, prove yourself again and remind everyone what you can do. But maybe kind of beyond that, what are some of your goals for the rest of the year? I mean, it's just about the end of March now, but uh, still, you know, several months to go. So plenty of plenty of things you can do uh, from here on out for the rest of the year. So what are, you know, what's kind of on your, your list of things to do? Any Anyone you want to face, anything you're really hoping to do beyond just kind of keep, keep crushing it with GCW, New Japan, and, and all over the place? Well, obviously that, um, but like, I'm just going to put speak it into existence. It's been kind of like, like, you know, you roll your eyes and say, oh, oh, we'll see what happens. But man, I really hope we get to go back to Japan this year. That is like my number one goal. That is really it. Like, uh, you'll have to kill me before uh, uh, you'll have to kill me, man. Cause I will never stop until that happens. And, um, that's definitely number one. I hope we definitely get to go to Japan in some capacity, whether it's, you know, touring for new Japan for wrestling, whether maybe we bring the strong, we spring the strong uh, brand over there and we, we do something with that or just getting back to wrestling in Japan, especially for new Japan pro wrestling. That's a life goal of mine. That is something that absolutely uh, needs to happen. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the, to that. I think becoming a, a, a reality. Also, just like I said, just, I, I'm a. I didn't play a lot of team sports growing up, but I love sports. Okay, like I'm a big, I'm a big advocate. Like I love, I could sit and watch, you know, documentaries about baseball teams, about players, about athletes, about football, about basketball, about hockey. I, I I'm a, I'm a team oriented uh, individual, and you know, I really am just looking forward to continue continuing to help my, my teams out, man. Like, you know, our, our, like I said, our group in the NJPW strong, we got a circle there and GCW and just helping grow these, these, these newer, you know, things that are, you know, catching buzz and, and continue to keep on growing and growing and growing. Just to be a part of that is really, really special because I mean, that, that cements you and leaves something behind that. Like, you know, you know, nobody could take, take, take that away from you to be a part of something like that. You know, when you're standing in the Hammerstein ballroom and it's sold out and I, and I know for a fact, like I told you in 2016, I didn't think I thought game changer. I thought it was a terrible name. I was like, and, and I was on shows, I was on GCW shows when, you know, the, the promoter at the time was dressed in a Santa Claus outfit in a battle royal. You know what I'm saying? You know? Right, it's just, right. Yeah, it's just, 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 just to know that you had a, you had a hand in, in building that and to be a part of that and to see it grow and what it's manifesting into. And it's the same thing when it comes to NJPW Strong. You know, to to start literally from just wrestling in front of nobody and having no clue where it was going to go. Just nothing but uncertainty. What's going to happen here? What's going to happen in the world? Is this even going to last or, you know, so to be a part of that, and especially the group of guys over there, like I said, everybody in and out of the ring, all the people you get to work with there, it's, it's always a, a pleasure to work there. It's so, it's just a great environment just to be a part of that and to continue to grow that. And there's some companies I see, on the indies here that I, I, I haven't maybe worked for, and I know I want to work for, I, I, I follow defy wrestling in the, the Pacific Northwest, you know, places like that. Um, I see what Jonathan Gresham's doing with his thing. That looks pretty sweet. 
Um, there's a lot of good stuff going on out there. Some places where I haven't been and, or maybe I haven't been back to in a while. So I'm looking forward to getting out there. I'm starting to get a lot of bookings actually now of like, uh, places that are not really always on the regular path, but like, you know, they're hitting me up because they want to get a little piece of the comeback. So looking forward to getting back out there and, and, uh, kind of getting, seeing some new experiences. I got some other stuff coming up too that, uh, I, there is no announcement yet. I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to be visiting some new countries and hitting up some new places that I've never thought I'd ever see in my life. So I'm looking forward to that. And just, uh, but just above all, just, you know, continuing to grow the new Japan strong brand and getting, getting back to Japan. Absolutely. And again, we're, we're going to look forward to this weekend, seeing you return to the ring, uh, blood sport, new Japan, Gold star shootout and uh, spring break. And then everything beyond that as well. Very much, very much looking forward to that. Hoping for looking forward to seeing you uh, to continue, continue to do great things. So that Chris, thank you so much for your time today. And I wish you the very best uh, this weekend and beyond. No problem. Thank you so much. Thank you.